You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, you're listening to Intuit from Vulture. I'm Sam Sanders. As we head into this holiday weekend, we couldn't really think of a better way to get into the holiday spirit than with one of my favorite people ever, Matt Rogers. Yeah, the Matt Rogers. Okay, I am now rolling. Kick back, relax, and enjoy this very special Christmas episode. Matt Rogers, hi, hello, how are you? I'm good. I mean, listen, it's a big day. It's been a big week. It's been a big, like, you know, it's been a lot of work to get the special out. But now that it's out, I'm just like so thrilled. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm loving it. I just watched it. I loved it. And from what I've read, you, you have been working on this special for years. Yeah. Um. Well, I started, basically, it was like 2017 and... You know, basically, the clock struck midnight on, I guess, Halloween, and Mariah Carey started (laughs) doing interviews about Christmas. This is when she really, because she's always been a Christmas thing, you know what I mean, since like the mid 90s. But then I feel like Mm -hmm. for the past like six, seven years, she went all in. Yeah, it's become like a second wind. And so I think it was like 2017, she was doing an interview, truly like November 1st. And the interviewer like complimented her on, you know, not only her genius Christmas material and, like, the vibe that she puts forth and, you know, obviously how stunning all of her Christmas content always is, but also, like, the pure capitalist genius of being synonymous with something that is, like, kind of one of the only things in monoculture that is coming year after year. You know, Christmas ain't going anywhere. They say there's a war on Christmas. I would say go to Times Square. You'd be proved wrong. Um, (laughs) And so I was, like, watching that and I was thinking, like, oh, that's a funny idea for a show. And also, like, you know, an excuse to perform a show every year. Let's try to do a Christmas show. I love it. I love it. Well, and it's also like, because I like this is kind of the era that Mariah has entered. Like Mariah Carey's career now is half about the music and half about Mariah Carey as an idea. You know? Yeah. Well, she's Santa now. She's like, she's like an icon. Exactly. She's like, there's like an iconography that's always been there, but is now like fully committed to. Yes. And so I love that the special, you've got the songs that you're dealing with, but there's also this whole Mariah plot line that we're going to get into. It's it's so much fun. So much fun. Thank but you. Um, in the spirit of the show, we're going to ask you to first play a game with us before we talk about your special. Let's play games, boo. Usually on every episode, we play a game called Into It or Not mm-hmm. Into It, where mm-hmm. my guest tells me if they're into a thing or not. But because this is a Christmas edition of Into It, 
talking about your very special Christmas special. Uh, we're going to play a holiday version of Into It, Not Into It called Ho, Ho, Ho or No, No, No. I love it. I can see the one-to-one there already. I really, I, <laughs> yes, I get it. Yes. I'm down. I'm into it. Yes, yes. And that title was coined by our own Agabi Grossman, Must Give Praise and Thanks. But basically, I'm going to share a few Christmas things. I'm just going to mm-hmm. list some items, and you tell me if you're into them or not into them and why. Okay. At the end of this game, I'll tell you if you've won based on what I think of your opinions. Okay. Perfect. I love that. I love subjectivity uh, passed off as empirical truth. I also love giving <laughs> opinions on the spot that seem fully formed but are absolutely not. So this is a perfect oh, game for me. You're the perfect guest. I love it. Okay, so first <laughs> item <laughs> is peppermint bark. A ho-ho-ho or a no-no-no? You know what? I think ho-ho-ho to the idea of the flavor of peppermint, but no-no-no to the bark. So I guess ultimately because it is bark and really peppermint is just the descriptor, I'm going to say no-no-no because the fact is I don't want anything that's going to get jammed up in my teeth. So many things, Sam, seem good in theory, (laughs) but then in practice, they're fucking ass. I would put candy apples in this category. I think you see Mm. one, and aesthetically and visually, you're giving... Real joy and a lot of, um, mm-hmm. you know, the ceiling is very high on what, what that can feel like and be. And then you have it and there's shit in your teeth and it's like a, a for chore days. to eat. For and days. I feel like for days. And it's really, you know, don't walk into a dentist like that. They'll be like, how can we even collaborate? Exactly. And I feel the same with peppermint bark. I really do. And I, I want to support the peppermint community, but <laughs> not when it's not when it's barking. Not when it's barking. I personally think that peppermint and mint flavors have their place. And mm-hmm. whenever you're doing peppermint flavor with a chocolate or even a white chocolate, yeah. I don't need that. For me, even yeah. like mint candy bars, it's the equivalent of putting like Crest toothpaste on Hershey's. Yes, and that's the you thing. don't it's need like, to do that. Peppermint is one thing because it's not necessarily gonna overtake the vibe, but like, mm-hmm. like I love like a peppermint mocha. Like I, if I'm ever okay. to walk okay. into Starbucks, I can get into because it's not overwhelming. Whereas mint is overwhelming. Mint's overwhelming. Okay, yeah, I think we're on the same page. Peppermint bark, more of a no, no, no. More of a all no, right. No. Next. Mold wine. No, no, no. I, I'm Same. not a, I, like, I'm not don't a mold fuck wine with person. the winner. Wine is wine. That's all we need. I just don't think I don't I don't need anything that's like the first version of it. You know what I mean? I feel like mold mm-hmm. wine, it's sort of like a throwback. It's kind of giving Bethlehem, to be honest. <laughs> like it's giving like our ancestors drank it. And honestly, if we can perfect things over time with tech. And with Come new on. ideas, I think we should um, do that. I think that we shouldn't um, – we should lean in. Yeah. Also with the mold wine, you have this challenge of figuring out what stuff you can swallow and what stuff you should actually spit out. Oh, like yeah. Like you should spit the clove out, not swallow it. But it's in my drink, so I'm thinking it's a little boba, but it's not. Listen, any cocktail or beverage at all where something can sink to the bottom – I don't yeah. think so, honey. Yeah, Tap no. out. Or, okay. or should I yes. say no, no, no? I, I, I should save. Say I should save my. <laughs> okay, well, He's... no, no, no. Sort of is really the genesis of I don't think so, honey. It's that same idea. It's sort of a Bethlehem yeah. version of I don't think so, honey. So no, no. no. <laughs> I love it. Okay, <laughs> Elf on the Shelf. No, no, no. I, I just don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is state. like this is like that thing of like. When you get to a certain age and like the things that the kids like, like, like you, you're like, 
I don't know if it's on principle I don't want it, but Elf on a Shelf, like, unless it's a way to insult someone, like, you look like the Elf on the Shelf. (laughs) (laughs) On Real Houses of Salt Lake City, one of the women said about another woman's husband, her Elf on a Shelf husband, and I did think that was funny. You think her fat Elf on the Shelf husband is going to feed you and put you on a yacht, bitch. Well, guess what? You're a cheap mother. So ho, ho, ho for that. But no, no, no for the elf on the shelf. I'm just like, again, it feels like another way we can take like Christmas like too far. You know, is because like, okay, so just to to zoom out for a second, Christmas is about like the birth of Christ, right? But then we have all these Christmas characters like Santa, his elves, obviously. But Mariah Carey. Yeah, like Mariah Carey. And then when when we have the elves, it's like we understand what the elves are. Like they're connected to Santa and... He's his own thing, but now the elf is on a shelf. Are we? Are we to say like now there's like a whole now like a narrative around just the elf? Is the elf now the main character? I don't think an elf is a natural good main character. The elf is a supporting girl, and now we well, have elves on the shelf and a whole narrative around it. And it feels like a whole ecosystem around elf on the shelf. It's it's just it's getting too expansive for me now. Well, we need to yeah. take it back to basics. And if you want me to embrace elf on the shelf, give him an origin story, a plot line, something. Also, I feel like having these little kids monitor Elf on the Shelf and tell their teachers where he is, you're kind of making kids narc. Absolutely. You're like making them become part of the surveillance state without even freaking knowing it. 100%. I don't think it's good. I, don't I think, think it's, it's good. I think it's a no, no, no. And also, I want to say something. The elf can sometimes be on a high shelf, and then a kid might try to go get it, and the kid might fall. So this is also, yes. it, it's child endangerment. It's dangerous. It's child Basically, abuse. Basically. Elf on a shelf I'm, is child yes. abuse. <laughs> elf on the shelf is child abuse. We are calling CPS right now. <laughs> it's not right. Okay. It's not right. I love it. Uh, the Destiny's Child Christmas album. Ho, ho, ho. And I don't just mean ho, ho, ho in terms of what Tina Knowles probably put them in to be on the cover of it. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm saying, period. I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, anytime Destiny's Child is together, it's a ho, ho, ho for me. It's a ho, ho, ho. Okay. They they're really good. And I think they had their 12 Days of Christmas is also kind of the definitive version. Come on now. (laughs) You know, Christmas was made for the children. Two more left. This is just Beyonce, not Destiny's Child. Okay. Is it a ho 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 or no 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 for the time on Punked when Ashton Kutcher pranked Beyonce and made her think that she knocked down a 30 foot Christmas tree and ruined Christmas for a bunch of underprivileged kids? Is there somebody under there? It's a ho 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 for me because because here's the deal. Like the era of Beyonce even allowing herself to be in a situation Come like on. that, we have to like preserve that. You know what I exactly. mean? Like we have to preserve Beyonce's humanity and when she would uh, deign to expose herself to before the masses. she went full cyborg. Exactly. Yeah. And also ho 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 to a time when she was like willing to sign something that said, Yes, you can use my <laughs> yes. likeness. Yes. And edit. Me. Yes. It was like an unfiltered, unvarnished Beyonce. And for that reason alone, yeah. Ho, yeah. Ho, ho. yeah. I, okay. I just I just feel like that's an important era. She didn't ruin it. She just wrecked it a lot. That's all. Last one. And I am happy to read you some of the lyrics if you want a refresher. Okay. Are you a ho, ho, ho or a no, no, no for the Christmas classic, Do They Know It's Christmas? Performed by George Michael and Band Aid. 
You know what? It's not my favorite <laughs> George Michael. You know, it's it's. Uh-huh. I mean, Last Christmas is my favorite George Michael. Oh, come um, on. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite George Michael Christmas song and maybe even one of my yeah. favorite George Michael songs. But I'm going to say yeah. ho, 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 because, I mean, it, it has its place. Like, it's definitely, it's, it's giving background music at a Christmas party. Yes. I used to think that, but then when we added this to the list, I actually Googled the lyrics and, oh, oh. boy, can I read what? you the lyrics? Yeah, oh read me the lyrics. Here are the lyrics. Because am I going to regret of- this? Well, we'll see. We'll see. This is part of Do They Know It's Christmas, the lyrics. But say a prayer. Pray for the other ones. At Christmas time, it's hard. But when you're having fun, there's a world outside your window. It's a world of dread and fear where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. And the Christmas bells that ring, there are the clanging chimes of doom. Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. And there won't be snow. I just want to thank you for exposing me to what those lyrics are because I could have actually been on record on this podcast as a ho 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 for that. And that would have been really bad for me and my newfound image as like a seasonally ubiquitous Christmas prince. And I yes, need to yes. say I'm a hard no, no, no on this song. A hard uh, no, I think no, the no. reason why it's giving background music is because that means we can never do a close read on the lyrics. But you were being a benevolent king there and telling me and educating me <laughs> about yes. the reality of that. Very, very, very um, like wild. Let's call it empty-headed tune. <laughs> yeah, it's ignorant. And, well, and like, what's crazy is like, up until I found these lyrics, I kind of thought that like George Michael, you know, leave the personal life out of it. Well, he never really had a mistake. All the songs are pretty freaking. How good. can you leave? The, but then it's like, oh, how can you leave the personal life out of it? He, and say so he never really made the mistake. I mean, it was a ton of mistakes. Personal I life. Know, now, mind you, he I was know. very persecuted. He but. was. He was. But like musically, in general, I was like, oh, every George Michael song is probably pretty good. Um, Careless Whisper. He could. He could have afforded to care a little bit more about the lyrics on this one. Let's just <laughs> but the saxophone solo. The saxophone. Careless solo Whisper. Is. Maybe we needed more careful singing. How about that? Oh! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the game. We are both on the same page now in Thank terms God. of do they know it's Christmas. And in general, I think we have similar tastes and preferences and opinions on peppermint bark and mold yeah. wine and up on the shelf. You, you're going to get 110% for this game. You're a winner. Oh, my you are God. A winner. That's an A++. Thank you so much. A++. You know, I was you got that AP credit. A- yeah, thank God. Oh, yeah, I'm sure those were transfer. Um, I, yeah. I was concerned we were being a little negative, but now that I get the score from you, I'm happy that we're both in a, a bitchy little place. I love it. It's a good place to be. Happy fucking holidays, everybody. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll chat more with Matt Rogers after the break. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. 
Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Calling all female runners. It's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Matt Rogers, star of screen and podcast. We are here to talk about your Christmas special. Let's effing go in 52 seconds. Tell our listeners what it's called and what it's about. Okay, so my special, Have You Heard of Christmas, is a documentation of me uh, trying to become the new prince of Christmas. You may know that Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas. I'm trying to join her in the Christmas canon in the Pantheon. So I felt the easiest way to do that would be, of course, to record an original pop music Christmas album because you see these girls out here doing it. You see Ariana Grande, Kelly Clarkson, Britney Spears. They've all become a part of the Christmas canon by recording music. Now, am I a pop star? Do I have the right to do that? No, yet. Stream my special, which is out now, and yes. you'll see that uh, maybe I got some claim to the crown. This special, y'all, it's phenomenal. I watched it last night, um, and I actually wrote down what I think are all of the names of the original songs that you wrote and performed for the special with, okay. and this is clutch, with one of your exes on the piano to a company. Talk about a boss move. Yes. Talk about a boss oh. move. Well, talk about boss moves, talk about bad boundaries, but also talk <laughs> about, you know, sort of, you know, I, I actually, in saying um, that it's my ex and talking about how we're still such close friends and Henry Kapersky is one of the most brilliant people ever. I mean, if you listen to the special and you enjoy even single element of this music, know that it is all him. Um, and we do work together so well, but I have had some lesbians reaching out and saying that us being so close and supportive of each other is lesbian behavior. <laughs> so apparently, like, this is not like gay men to, I guess, hit it and stay with it. Um, but um, I think Henry and I have done a really good job of that. So I think it was gay people originally who did say love wins. Love wins. And um, I'm happy to say that that's true. I can confirm love has won. Oh, I love it. Here's the track list. I, I wrote it down while watching. And I might get okay. the titles wrong, but you get it. Track one, Also It's Christmas. Also It's Christmas. That's my single. Also It's Christmas. Track two, Santa goes to get the lube for the sleigh. 
<laughs> it's just it's just lube for the sleigh, and I uh-huh. think for the pop music album, I'm gonna call it LT4S. Oh, yes, snaps. He goes to his tool shed. He goes to get the lube for the sleigh. Track three. Have you heard of Christmas? It's the day that Jesus died. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Listen, I love I love a parenthetical. Yeah, we're just calling it. Have you heard of Christmas? But I do love a parenthetical. It's very okay. very like early two thousands like pop song vibes. So yes. I like what you did there. Have you heard of Christmas? It's when children gather round. Have you heard of Christmas? <laughs> we all know that Christmas sound. Christmas sounds like a Track four, and I'll need some help with this because it's kind of not quite a song. This is the spoken word poem, Where Are You Christmas, (laughs) which is also maybe a Mariah Carey song, a.k.a. That's My Who Jewels. (laughs) So basically, um, yeah, so that's called Hottest Female Up in Whoville. (laughs) Which aren't necessarily lyrics to the song, but I think that it basically described the vibe of what I was doing, which is basically, um, if you imagine Martha May Huvier from Jim Carrey's version of The Grinch, if she had a Mariah Carey pen tune about her. Because Mariah Carey actually wrote the song Where Are You Christmas from that Grinch movie. Uh-huh. So I was like, what if she wrote songs from other perspectives of, of their characters in the film? And so I said, she obviously would connect with Martha May Huvier, and so we have the hottest female up in the movie. I love it. Cavassier by the K Straight Killer. Ice Pussy, I'm the Whoville Thriller. I heard there's a Grinch. I'ma definitely fuck this Grinch. Next track, Where Do You Go When You Leave Every Christmas Eve? A song by Mrs. (laughs) Claus. Every Christmas Eve, every Christmas Eve, this is a song that is from the perspective, it's a revenge ballad, it's a pop (laughs) revenge ballad from the perspective of Mrs. Claus. But I bought a calculator. When she realizes that there's no way that Santa is seeing every house in the world on Christmas Eve, there's simply not enough hours of the day. So where do you go when you leave, sir? Mm-hmm. Is Santa on the down low? Period. I, and I am your wife. <laughs> to see every house in the world. So where do you go when you leave? Every Christmas Eve. Because I know you are lying to me. Next track. At Rockefeller Center. You know the one. (laughs) (laughs) Rockefeller Center. This is an ode to Rockefeller Center. All the people you'll see there, all the things you can do. It's an up-tempo pop hit. I want to go where they film mad things. Bump into people accidentally at Rockefeller Center. This next one, an ode to Toxic Friendship, featuring two friends of yours and some great harmonies. I'm going to have your back this Christmas, a.k.a. burn down a house. But if I don't like one thing that my uncle says, I'm going to burn his house down and you will have my back. Here we go. I just want you to tell me that if you're my real friend, you're going to have my back when I tell you that I really got into it with my uncle over politics and I burned his house down and you got to lie to the police to let them know that I was at your house this Christmas. I need an alibi, boo. I'm going to have your back this Christmas and you better have mine. You will have my back. This one probably makes me laugh the most. And I might not be right, but I'm owning this. Uh, 
God, you got up to some fabulous tricks today. <laughs> God's up to some tricks. Yes. This song is about blind faith. This song is about faith in the Lord God. Even though sometimes life don't make sense, we still blindly follow God. Like, You're going to actually lose your whole home. And then nothing good happens. You just lose your home. He says, let's send the phone. Then the last one that brings the house down. The song that you wrote for your parents uh, it's called You Still Make It Rain on Christmas. You always have a check for me. <laughs> yes, you still make it rain on Christmas. This goes out to those parents that are still coming through with those checks um, in a stocking. All over your gay son. You know, that is true love. When you say to your children, hey, no matter what, I'm I'm paying for at least the Verizon bill this time. <laughs> at least the Verizon bill. I love you. Don't ever get poor. <laughs> so I could spend hours talking about each of these songs because they're so hilarious. But Thank I'm you, wondering, Sam. which was the first song written for the special? And what was the story behind that one? Yeah, so that's actually a funny story because um, I also I wrote Also It's Christmas and Have You Heard of Christmas on the same day. Uh-huh. So the idea was initially to have Bob like Dylan a could pop never, Christmas. by the way. Yeah, exactly. It's really giving Dolly Parton, Jolene, and I Will Always Love You <laughs> yes. were written famously on the same day. Yes. Um, but, you know, I really, the idea was I would write like a pop Christmas album. And so I knew I wanted a, a, a hot first single. So I was listening to a lot of like dance tracks at the time, like David Guetta type, you know, Calvin Harris type songs. And I really wanted to write like a, like an up-tempo, like Christmas banger. Yeah. So my idea was to make a really sexy song that sort of secondarily was about Christmas. So it's like when you go up to someone in the club and you're vibing and you can like, you know, like, you know, it's about to go to the next level and you mm-hmm. take it back to your house and you're about to have sex. And oh, by the way, also it's Christmas. <laughs> so Christmas being a secondary idea. And then I sort of followed that. Um, that idea because I started to get the idea for the show that maybe it was going to be a Christmas special that was a coming from the perspective of someone who didn't really care that much about Christmas. They kind of just wanted to capitalize on the idea of it to make this album. Mm-hmm. And that's when I came up with the title of the show, which is called it. Have You Heard of Christmas? <laughs> um, and that song was also written that day. And basically, that's just a song which is – you know, me wondering why everyone is in such a bad mood lately. Like, why aren't we connected anymore as a society? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I ask more questions, and it becomes very clear that I don't know what the meaning of Christmas is or why <laughs> we even have it. It's about the day that Jesus died, I think. <laughs> it's that day that Moses did the lake, you know. Uh-huh. So, what, uh, yeah, Christmas, have you heard of it? It becomes it? a genuine question. I love it. <laughs> Santa and Jesus, they were best, best friends. More with Matt Rogers after the break. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Watching the whole special, I kept wondering, like, looking back on the life of Matt Rogers for, like, the true, from the beginning, origin story of this special, when did, I'm assuming, young Matt Rogers realize that Christmas was the culture for him? Like, the mm-hmm. moment you knew, oh, Christmas is my thing. You know what's funny is I think that's, like, one of the things is, like, cannot help but contend with Christmas. Exactly. There was never exactly. a moment where I decided, like, wow, I love Christmas. Like, it's my thing. I just thought, oh, I guess I'm living in the world, and so Christmas is going to be shoved down my throat absolutely every single year. And, of course, we love Christmas. But then as you get older, you can sort of see the darker side of it. You can sort of see that mm-hmm. really it's, like, a huge, like, capitalist Oh my Fantasia. God. It's got it some plot holes. Like, it's like if it's Jesus's birthday, why don't we just give a gift to him? Not yeah, right. Or these like, or like, who mine? is the Santa woman? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> exactly. who is? Where does exactly she come in? Yeah. But it is like this idea, and also the the genius thing to make it about gift giving because mm-hmm. in order to give a gift, you got to buy a gift. There you go. And so I just think it's all actually pretty funny and. Any sort of blind following of what the culture is doing, I kind of think is funny. Like as an observer of pop culture and of, you know, politics and just the way that our society works, I think it's really interesting the way that um, monoculture always traditionally worked. Mm-hmm. Now the fall of monoculture is exactly. very interesting to me. So I think that in terms of that idea that Christmas is something that like it sort of makes sense for me to look at. And the other thing I think is really funny that's like been a thread for me is people that take themselves really seriously. <laughs> so I just think like all of that combined made me feel like, yeah, yeah, this makes a lot of sense for me, but it really genuinely did just come from a place of like, oh, what's an occasion to perform every year? It was all of those ideas combined, really. You know, it's funny. My story with like how I came to love Christmas, it's like kind of freaking weird. So like, My mother raised my brother and I as strict Pentecostals. This is like Mm. evangelical, speaking in tongues, loud, charismatic black church. Yes. And when we were very young, it was just like, you know, the typical black church experience with like basically Blues Brothers music with God on top of it. Super fun. And we did Christmas. But when I was in third grade, we started going to another church that was stricter And they didn't do most holidays. So Mm. in third grade, my mom was like, well, now that we go to this church, we're not doing Christmas anymore. Oh, So she told my dad. I don't know. It was wild. So she basically was like, my dad. give Christmas to kids and then take it away. Take it away. That's dark. (laughs) So we didn't get a tree that first year. And (sighs) she told the choir director at our Catholic school, I don't think my sons are going to sing the Christmas songs for the Christmas little cantata this year. And I was like, mom, what the fuck? Crazy Christmas is insane. But she did take us shopping at all the sales the day after Christmas. So that was our like mm-hmm. consolation prize. But so ever she since, was all right with that part of it. Mm, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> she I know, participated. Right? Yeah. Yes. But ever since that moment, you know, basically being raised since then as a non-Christmas person, 
I loved sneaking and listening to the songs when she wasn't around my entire youth. Yeah. So I fell in love with all the Christmas songs and music more than I possibly would have had she let us do Christmas. And so now when I do Christmas as an adult, I really just want the music. That's what I need. And like that is my Christmas connection. So to see you take Christmas forward for me through music, I'm like, oh, this is my sweet spot. Comedy and music and Christmas, he gets me. You get me. Well, thank you for saying that. But, you know, I have to confess. So one of the things that's that I'm actually only realizing right now in this moment mm. is that I always actually was pissed off when December Wait, rolled around. You were mad about I, it. I was wishing I could do it. I was literally mad about it because I, as you know, we've talked about this. I mm -hmm. loved pop music. Like I loved like hearing the radio. Like I loved mainstream pop. And when December comes around, they take all of it off the radio so they can play the Christmas songs. And I remember just being like, can we still listen to the shit that's like pop? Can we still listen to Destiny's Child, please? You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, like we love their 12 Days like of Christmas, Christmas, but I want to hear, yeah. I want to hear Jumpin' Jumpin'. You know what I mean? I want to hear Say My Name. And now I feel like, you kind of have to wait for the other like 12 months or 11 months of the year to listen to that stuff. So I actually was always not the biggest fan huh. of Christmas music, to be honest huh. with you, which is maybe why I wrote my own. Yeah. <laughs> so at least I can sort Christmas. of like yeah. pop musicify or genreify um like what Christmas music was. Because to be honest, I, I can only hear some of these standards so much. Like it, now nowadays, like if I'm listening to Christmas music, it is like Mariah or like the pop girl Christmas music. Speaking of pop girlies, I, I do want to talk about the Mariah of it all. So a big Ooh. plot point in the special is the one and only Mariah Carey. And I want you to explain this as much as you want to for our listeners without giving everything away. Because they, they have to go watch to see how yes. it all ends up and reveals. But Mariah is a part of this, right? Mariah is a part of this. So basically, um, my character, which is like a heightened version of myself, like desperately wants to use this opportunity of his comedy special to become the pop prince of Christmas, just like Mariah is the queen of Christmas. And basically, I go to my team of agents and managers and I say, the way that we can solidify this and like give this credence is for Mariah Carey to come to Joe's Pub when I do my special, and she crowns me the prince, and that's how we justify <laughs> this whole thing. And yes. so I tell them, you need to book Mariah Carey for the special, and I give them that directive. And basically, um, you find out by the end whether or not she shows up. You'll find out. You'll find out. Regardless of what happens in the special, which folks have to go see, I do have a follow-up Mariah Carey question for you. Okay. If you're recruited by Mariah Carey, to go on Christmas holiday tour with her as she sweeps the nation with her Christmas cheer mm -hmm. from November and December. What is y'all's first public appearance? Mm. What are y'all doing? And what are y'all singing? Well, I guess it would depend on whoever's sponsoring her that year. Um, uh, because, because, because I don't know if y'all have noticed, but she's sort of the Peloton queen. I saw uh, that this, today. This December. She's doing the that Peloton. That's money. It's happening. I'm very excited. My Peloton Artist Series is here. Um, you can so whatever, whatever the check is clearing, I'm going to follow Mariah there. And then, you know what? Um... Listen, 
I will sing whatever she wants me to sing with her. I just know that it's pretty difficult to be able to sing any of her songs. Um, she's kind of got a pretty gnarly um, trademark Range. on all that stuff. They're yeah. expensive. I'm not uh-huh. going to say too much, but I actually did try in my live show, which I'm touring right now. P- please come check me out. Uh, you can get tickets at mattrogerscomedy.com. I'm going all Hell over. Yes. Um, but um, in my live show, I, I really always end the show with All I Want for Christmas is You. And then I said to them to Showtime, I was like, and it's if it's possible, I'd love to end the show with the song. And they were like, oh, that's not going to be possible. And I was like, oh, is it expensive? And they're like, not only is it expensive, she's never once cleared someone what? else to do it. Yeah. What? She's You're just not you allowed. You know what? Now that you say it, I can't think of anyone else I've ever seen perform that no. song on TV but People her. People do <sighs> not cover it because if there's a dollar to be made from it, She'll be. She's gonna make it. In fact, I actually I wrote her a letter asking. You wrote Mariah a letter. I did. I I wrote her a letter, and I asked her for the for the permission to sing it. And then I said in the letter, "I'm not asking to make a dollar off of this. Um, I I don't want a lot this Christmas. I just want (laughs) the rights. All I want for Christmas is." To be able to sing All I Want for Christmas is you. And um, I did not hear back from her, but I wasn't surprised. And also, not hearing back from her is also kind of iconic, you know? Right. It is the way. Of course, Mariah yeah. would not write back. Yeah. for To be invisible for, but to Mariah Carey, great. Love yes. it. Yes. Well, on that note, I want to... Well, I'm, I'm thinking of two things because listeners to your podcast, Las Culturistas, know that you often end those episodes by bursting into song. Part of me mm-hmm. is like, do I want you to sing? But also part of me just wants to hearken back to the top of the show in the game and just give you some more lyrics from uh, the song, Do They Know It's Christmas, as we <laughs> ride out. <laughs> <laughs> and really, really drag me for saying ho ho ho. Girl, like before I didn't know that. either. I did not know well, either. Let's, I was in the let's same do boat. that one because she's saving her voice for the tour. So let's there do that. Go, go ahead. Go. Keep dragging right. me. Keep telling. Keep telling I'm me what dragged. I initially co-signed on. Let's do it. Honestly, we're dragging. I've been getting George too much Michael. praise lately. Anyway, <laughs> honestly, we're dragging George Michael. Like, did you not know George? But that's it. Yeah. You're the last from the grave. Of- He's like, fuck you, gays. <laughs> The last lyrics from Do They Know It's Christmas are as follows. Here's to you. Raise a glass for everyone. I mean, damn. (laughs) Just... Really laying it on thick. He's it's 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 really really lucky that you can barely sort of understand what's yes. going on because it's like sort of yes. chambery. Like yeah. he's very lucky that that songs where that is playing are usually. I mean, are places where that song is playing are usually crowded it's parties. Insane. Seriously, you've really opened my eyes and my Listen, ears. Listen, we do learning here. Learning. That's what we love. That's what we love. Matt, I am so happy to have had this time with you. I enjoy every time we chat. Listeners, go check out his Christmas special on Showtime. Watch it five or six or seven times. Um, Also check out the lovely, lovely podcast that Matt hosts with uh, his good friend Bowen Yang. It's called Lost Culturistas. I love it dearly, not just because they had me on once. I just love that show, period. Then what else should we tell folks about uh, you and your career right now? You got the tour. Well, listen, I mean, if you want to hear more of this... If you want to hear more of this dynamic, you can go 
listen to our episode of HBO Max Movie Club that just came out where we talked oh, about yes. another pop, a big old pop R&B we diva. Did. Her name is Whitney Houston. We, we actually we did a that. deep dive on The Bodyguard, and that was a great episode. So and fun. you really came through with your hot takes. I mean, I you hot. were bold, brave, and beautiful listen, on that episode. You fire. were saying she was bad. You were going in. <laughs> I had to tell the truth and shame the devil. We love The Whitney. way that you are dragging dead people over these couple <laughs> weeks, damn, we absolutely have to stand. <laughs> listen, Jesus Christ is lucky he rose from the dead, because otherwise I would have dragged him too. Damn. You know what I say about Jesus Christ? He uh-huh. would have been sort of, he would have been such an influencer nowadays. Like, Jesus Christ with his abs as a personality. Oh my God. He would have been so annoying like, on TikTok. Oh my God. Yeah. Imagine his He would have been either so annoying on TikTok or like a Vegas magician. <laughs> I can see Jesus as like a gray sweatpants TikTok dude. Honestly, hot. Why am I horny now for Jesus? (laughs) Merry Christmas to Matt and all of our listeners and everyone hearing this. Happy, happy holidays. Ho, 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 ho. (laughs) Thanks again to Matt Rogers. Check out his special on Showtime. And trust me, I don't think it's possible to laugh more while hearing Christmas music. It's not possible. Also, go listen to the podcast that he co-hosts with Bo and Yang, Las Culturistas. All right, Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. The show is produced by Janae West, Travis Larchuk, Gabby Grossman, and Jelani Carter. Our fearless editor is Jordana Hochman. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. And Hannah Rosen is the editorial director of audio at New York Magazine. All right, listeners, we are back next Thursday with a new episode. Till then, happy holidays. Talk soon. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running, and that's not the case. Most runners hate running, (laughs) but they choose to do it. In the new docuseries, Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.